0: Hi and welcome to the Travel Hero Podcast by ITB. Are you ready to reveal some superpowers of the great minds of the tourism industry? Here's your host, Nico Gutia. My guest today, the wonderful Timothy Unjoldan. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm fine. It's so good to be here.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: We are very happy to have you here at Travel Hero Podcast. Do you see yourself, do you consider yourself as a travel hero?
1: No. I don't see myself as any sort of hero. I'm just... um, I'm probably more of a victim than I am a hero. (laughs) Because I... I live in a world where... Travel is as much a part of my life... As it is a part of my work. So... If you say you're a hero then you're doing something that is very positive for travel and you are really driving things. But on the other hand, I live in both sides of the equation. I'm as much a victim, you know, when the flight goes (laughs) wrong and the the hotel key doesn't work or the meal didn't show up, those sort of things. That's
0: why you just consider yourself more than a victim (laughs) because of daily struggles. People who never heard your name, Timothy, give me
1: three points of your life where everybody can say, ah, that is the guy. Oh, dear. Well that is the guy. Okay. So, um, I think the best thing I can tell you is I started to travel at a very early age. And I've traveled on many airlines that no longer exist, names like Pan Am and TWA and Pan Am. Constellations. I actually worked at Pan Am for oh, wow. a while. So, um, the first part is, is I've been in travel a very long time. The second part of my, my – I guess my point would be I was on the startup team for Expedia, which is something that a lot of people will say, oh, oh yes, I know what Expedia is. Um, and the third part, I think, is that uh, I've been a driver for change. So I'm an, a, an agent of change in travel. And I find that fascinating to see how travel, which in my view, is full of obstacles – we, we make impossible demands on our consumers. We create so much friction and difficulty in front of our consumers. Why can't we do a better job? So my mission in life is to try and make the travel experience as enjoyable from the purchasing side as well as from the taking side. Okay,
0: cool. And what does a normal day look like? When do you... Get up, and
1: what do you have to do? We talked about this a little earlier on. We're both <laughs> early risers. We're but, early risers, yeah. But I'm also uh, uh, late to bed, so there are there are days when I actually I don't actually go to sleep. But my, my normal really yes, not any. Yeah, sleep? Mon- uh, Sunday night I didn't go to sleep. What? Because of a party or no? Just you had to work. Just had to work. How many jobs do you have at the moment? Uh, I'm down to two. <laughs> I, I used last summer. I had three. But I, I have two now. So uh, um, I founded a software company in 2012, and we just sold the company uh, to, to 777 Partners, which is where I also work. So part of my job is I'm responsible for product for Air Black Box. You bought your own company? No, I sold my <laughs> company, and then they said, please, please, we would like you to come ah. and work on our side. Congratulations. So I, I, I went to the dark side, and I now <laughs> work in the investment side. But they have cookies. I've heard. <laughs> they they do have cookies. They have great things in the kitchen. We have a fabulous office in Miami, but I'm hardly ever there. But oh. yes. I am. So so the 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 world my world starts always very early. The, my constant challenge is time, because my day is around the world. Uh, we have um, the head office is in. Uh, for, for Air Black Box is in Manchester in the United Kingdom uh, 777 Partners is in, in Miami and we have an outfit in um, Singapore but I live in Seattle <laughs> of, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> this, is, this makes perfect logic right <laughs> so yes my my day doesn't really have a start to it and doesn't really have an end to it crazy crazy but it's okay for you it's okay you know i am I'm, I'm as you can tell i'm a little bit older than than perhaps many other people i'm older than you that's a perfect you, thing for our <laughs> listeners that <they> can't see <laughs> you can't see but you can see there's a little bit of gray hair here bit. uh so I, i've been in this in the travel world it's always been my passion um from from the youngest age i wanted to know about how i'm a how and why person so you have to explain things to me, and when I understand, I'm so excited about this. I want to tell everybody else about how it works. So this is what I do. At this point of your life, is this the limit? It is always hard. There's days when you go, oh man, I just can't do this, and then you have to have that ability to reset yourself, start in the your inner chakra, and then you come out and you go, oh, okay, here I am. I'm fine. And I'm a fairly irrepressible person. It's, it's kind of hard to push me down. Uh, but I think, is this my limit? No. Um, and I am actually, as they like to say, I am uh, old enough to get a bus pass. I'm old enough to, to have a, you know, <laughs> Medicare in the United States. But I, I don't see myself actually stopping. What I see myself doing is yet another transformation. Most people in their lives, they will have... Maybe two or three transformations. I've already had six or seven. So many I can't even count anymore. And I think that that will be a nice... uh, stage. I would love if I... The limit for me, I think, is probably when I can find people that I can impart what I learned to them so that they don't hurt themselves. What is your emotional age? Oh, that's a trick question. Oh, my goodness. That is a great question. I would say... Um, probably about the mid thirties is where my 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 EQ sits. Um, it, it's very hard to say because when you're when you're much younger, you don't think about the the end part of your life. But when you are um, in that age, you think it's this is the great steady state, and that's how I think. I think I'm in that great steady state. I'm beginning to get glimpses of stuff that could happen. You know, I actually sat down the other day and I realized that I wasn't quite as agile as I should be when I sat down. So these are the sort of things that you can think of. You were telling
0: about transformations. Which one was the
1: worst? Oh gosh, um, I went to work in New York. Uh, this was in 1981, and. I realized I really didn't like that. No. I didn't like the people. I didn't like the city. I was nothing about it that really attracted me. So that was a really bad transformation. I would come from a great job. We were doing great things. Um, our team was being forcibly uh, removed because we lost, I worked in an advertising agency and we lost the account, uh, not through any fault of the individuals. Thank you, Mr. Frank Lorenzo. Um, As a result, we had to transfer. And I thought it was a great opportunity. I'd heard so much about New York, and I thought it was going to be exciting. And it was a huge disappointment. So that transformation, to go back to something else, that transformation was probably the longest. It took three years. Hmm. So three years of my life, I've kind of drifted.
0: Who knows? Is there any advice in life you would have liked to be given?
1: I was hugely fortunate that I had um, a a father who was uh, a powerhouse in his own right. Um, So I was able to, he was a product man, and I've always aspired to be a product guy. Seems like you made it. Well, I I do weird stuff with with products, yes. So so I was very fortunate to have that. Um, I think that... If, if I, there was one thing I could impart to other people who follow is always seek out those people who have some knowledge. But make sure you have a good framework of comprehension because the guy could be talking bullshit. <laughs> so you need to make sure that you you're kind of fact check information. So it's um, it's challenge everything you hear Uh we do quite a lot of work in the investment and we talk to a lot of uh, startups and it's funny there's this formula of people they come in they walk in the door they call you on the phone and i probably talk to about a hundred a year and they start with the same line i was traveling in thailand vietnam somewhere like this and me and my partner significant other we saw that the airlines don't do this And my eyes roll back in my head, and I go, do you think that somebody else didn't consider that? So they come up with these lovely ideas, but every now and then, there is one that's really fabulous, that somebody really thinks through. Most people who don't have experience and haven't had the benefit of a mentor, and I I believe strongly in mentoring, they they think in two dimensions, and they don't think uh, very deep, and... I think maybe that's the, the absence of experience makes them not think deeply. So I'm, I'm hoping that if there's one thing I can encourage people to do is find information, seek it out, but understand it and listen.
0: I guess uh, another struggle for the youth is you're always trying to do it on your own. And when you get the luck to find people around you who are helping, they are encouraging themselves not listen to people with
1: knowledge. That, that's funny, the, the sort of self perpetuating myth of, of younger people that uh, they must be better than the older people. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. This was told to me by a priest of all things. Uh, he said that at, uh, at age um, 19, he thought his parents were idiots. At age 25, he was amazing how much they had learned in six years. <laughs> That's
0: horrible.
1: <laughs> but it's true. It's appreciation.
0: Yes.
1: And it's, it's that understanding because, um, I, I mean, I love little stories and, and I love little homilies, uh, which is a, a great English word to describe little pieces of information or, or knowledge that are given down to you. And my mother uh, was one of these people who was, she was a very strong woman and we didn't always agree. And she would be always saying to me, Timothy, uh, you can't put... Um, old heads on young shoulders, and I would turn around to her after a while, and I would say, and no, mother, you can't put young bodies underneath old heads."
0: <laughs> so you have a nice cultural fight.
1: <laughs> oh, it was it was always a great thing. I, I was, my my parents were old enough to be my grandparents, so oh. there was it was an interesting gap of age. So. The the consequence of that was I had the benefit of multi-generational age groups because I didn't know my own grandparents. But because my parents were that old and many of their peers were of a broader age group, it gave me, again, insight. And I've always loved to listen. Um, I'm part Irish and I love Irish stories, (laughs) Whether they're true or not, sometimes doesn't really matter. But it's just the the art the of message. story. It's, it's the me- you're right. It is. It's the message, but it's the art of storytelling, yeah. and the Irish do it so well. Who is your personal superhero? Oh God, the superhero! Oh, Josh. Um, I I I have so many. There there are people that are uh, just individuals in the street. There are that everybody is in fact a superhero to me personally because I I learn so much from other people if I look at people that I can say I admire um, I look at people who were strong influences in my life Um, there's a lady and she's still around her name is Carol Dunn Tonkins and and she was my boss at a travel agency and um, she had more energy than I'd ever seen before and I think she made me uh, appreciate that you really need to have energy to do whatever you do. And she would come in in the morning she would always be sort of hyperactive. Uh, my, um, my team at uh, 777 Partners, uh, Josh Wanderer, he's also one of these very high energy people. I love people who have that degree of high energy. It's something I really, really admire in people.
0: What is the brightest and the darkest side of the travel industry?
1: Oh... The bright side is the obvious one. It's such fun. Yes. There, I mean, how, how can you possibly have an industry which is devoted to nothing else but expanding your horizons and improving everything that you can possibly think and want? To? The dark side? There's so many parts of our dark side. I think uh, we fall in love with ourselves a bit too much in the travel industry. We, we're in love with our own crap. And we forget about our customer. I worked at Microsoft for a short time, for three years. So the expression at Microsoft is uh, eating your own dog food. And this means that you must experience what you've created. And my world is uh, in developing products and ideation, is I have to go out and experience what those things are. So I fly, you know, 250,000 miles a year. I'm away from home 200 days of the year. Um, I actually calculated last year that I slept in my own bed, I know this sounds terrible, only 92 days, um, well. <laughs> um, the, 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 thereby hangs a the tale, but if you don't experience this yourself, you can't put yourself in your customer's shoes, and because travel is an incredibly personal experience, you must put yourself in to where the customer is.
0: You are an industry in the business for a long, long time. Gosh, you make me sound like I'm a dinosaur. Thank you. <laughs> but the question is uh, something else. Would you like to start over right now? Would you like to be in 2019, 2020? Would you like to be 20 years again?
1: Well, everybody wants to be younger. Uh, I think when you reach um, past the age of about 30, you, you'd like to stop the clock or something. Um, I, I, I actually think about this because I have to be that person who is advising other people. And I think some of the challenges that people have, for, for example, my own children, the challenges in their world are much more difficult than it is it was for me. So I'm not sure I'd like to have that level of challenge of, you know, you've got to be super smart, you've got to be super lucky, you've got to be all these super things. Um, I was lucky. Uh, I had you know, a good education. Um, I, I will say that I made most of my own luck, but I got a good helping hand to start off with. I'm not so sure that that's very easy today.
0: Last question: Who should listen to this talk to your words?
1: Oh, that's that's a very you ask very good questions. Thank you very uh, much. I think this is it should be considered by everybody. There is there's nobody. I don't want to define it. To a class, a race, a color, a sex, or creed, I th- I think there is there is a lot of wonder in what you do, and if you have that almost childlike amazement of how the travel industry works, I hope that this inspires you to go out there and think about all those really wonderful, cool things that you can do, and whether you're you know driving down. Um, uh, a highway in Hawaii and the top is off the Jeep and you're just amazing at the the scenery or you're in that place near Ayers Rock where it's absolutely still and you cannot hear a mechanical sound at all. Or if it's just you're looking at pages and pages of code and you're trying to find where that damn bug is, all of that should be an inspiration to every one of us and, and hopefully go forward. Timothy, thank you very
0: much for being here at Travel Hero Podcast. And please, stay the way you are. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Travel Hero Podcast by ITB. If you like what you heard, make sure to check in soon again and subscribe to our channel to know when it's time to reveal another Travel Hero story.